Welcome. This is David Barris, president of the American Association of Bank Directors. Today, we welcome Ken Thomas as our guest for Calling All Bank Directors to discuss what your board needs to know about the proposed CRA regulations of the Federal Reserve, FDIC, and the OCC. Ken is a leading expert and author on the Community Reinvestment Act. He was a member of the Finance Department faculty for 42 years at the Wharton School, where he taught banking and monetary economics. He's been a member of the Board of Directors of a community bank in New York for 20 years and serves as the chair of its nominating and corporate governance committee. He's the founder of Community Development Fund Advisors, the registered investment advisor to the Community Development Fund, a market rate bond fund that invests in high credit quality fixed income securities whose proceeds are designed to positively impact community development throughout the United States. Let us know if you have any questions or requests for future podcast episodes. My email address is dbarris at aabd.org. All right, let's call Ken. Welcome to Calling All Bank Directors. Thank you for having me, especially on this really important topic. Thank you. So today we are going to talk about the new CRA proposal from the agency, banking agencies, and what it means for your bank. And we do have a uh, diverse group of banks, different sizes, uh, model, business models, et cetera. So we're going to try to cover the map in a very short period of time. But uh, thank you for joining us. And I think I'm going to start off with a very basic and important question is to for you to comment on that issue. What does this mean to your bank? What does the proposal mean? And the comment period is still open. So if you're listening, uh, your bank can still submit comments and make the proposal even better. So, Ken, it's all yours. Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on such an important topic. And, uh, yes, this is an important topic for all size banks, especially banks that are what we call intermediate banks, which under the new proposal would be those $600 million and over, and most especially for large banks, which would be $2 billion and over according to this proposal, and absolutely for the largest banks of $10 billion and over because without a doubt, they bear the brunt of this proposal. So much so, when the Fed released it, one of the governors, the next banker, actually said that this was really very troublesome to her because it was effectively putting the greatest burden on those banks with assets above $10 billion. And that was very unusual for a Fed governor to come out and make a dissenting statement on an NPR on the date it was released, which, by the way, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, which going 90 days forward means that the comments are due August 5th. However, the ABA, ICBA, and other trade groups have asked for 30 more days, which I hope is granted because this NPR, 700 pages worth, reads like a PhD dissertation. And you, you know, even with a PhD, it's going to be difficult to figure this out. So bankers and everyone clearly need more time with it. 
What I'd like to do is to make a general statement, first of all, about the purpose of the NPR. And let me just step back even to say that this is, as David mentioned, a joint NPR by the three agencies, which is good news because previously the OCC had the FDIC aboard and then they stepped back and the OCC did its final rule, which, as we know, has been rescinded as of last year. So it's a joint proposal, but in reality, it's really a Fed proposal in interagency clothing. Very simply because it's similar to their September 2020 ANPR on this topic. Now, that's important to understand because the Fed looks at CRA very differently than the other regulators. The other thing that's important about this proposal is that it was supposed to be about CRA modernization. The 1995 regs that we have now are working fine. They work fine for banks. 98% of the banks pass. They work fine for community groups. They get their $100 billion uh, community benefit agreements on these big mergers. Uh, communities get about $500 billion a year in CRA benefits. And they work fine for the regulators. So why are we changing CRA? Why is it even a topic of interest? Well, the answer is because times have changed since 1995 with the Internet. And therein lies the purpose of modernization. The Fed and the NPR use the term modernization. And that really means updating CRA to account for branchless banks, namely credit card banks, fintech banks, internet banks that take deposits from all over the country and use the benefits only in really three areas. I'm talking about Salt Lake City, Wilmington, Delaware, and Sioux Falls. Those three markets are where most of these national banks are based. And it is totally contrary to the intent of CRA and actually the word of reinvestment, because that's the middle name of CRA, because you're supposed to reinvest the deposits from whence they came. That was Senator Proxmire's vision. And what this NPR does, instead of using deposit-based assessment areas, as the OCC final rule did, with something called the 5% deposit reinvestment rule, they look at where banks are making loans instead of where they're getting their deposits. For example, I'm based in South Florida, and these Internet banks literally take tens of billions of dollars of deposits from South Florida, and all of the CRA benefits go to those three communities. However, under the so-called 5% deposit reinvestment rule, which is similar to what the OCC had proposed, if any of these Internet banks take more than 5% of their deposits from a market, then they should put back some of those benefits back in that market. We're talking about not just my hometown of Miami, but New York, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, Dallas, Houston, all of the big markets that support these Internet banks. Yet 100% of the benefits are going to those three communities, and that's not right. It's not in accordance with CRA. This proposal, this NPR, does very little to really approach that problem or to solve it. Rather, it goes for an entire overhaul of CRA. 
into a very complicated set of procedures and formulas, which we really don't need. The existing system works fine. Now, as to which banks are impacted most, the Fed was very smart in, from its perspective in basically safe harboring small banks, saying they can keep it the way they are with the existing small bank exam, which are four ratios I helped develop back in 1995 when I worked with then Comptroller Gene Ludwig, who I was introduced to by Senator Proxmire. Those four ratios, the small bank test, currently are in effect for banks under 346 million of assets. The NPR proposes to expand that, what I will call safe harbor, because it's an easy test to pass, up to 600 million. So those banks should be happy with this proposal because they really won't be impacted by it. And the Fed obviously hoped to get those banks and perhaps the ICBA on board in getting this thing passed. Now, the next category of banks we call intermediate banks, currently they're between about 346 million and 1.3 billion. That category will be raised up to about 2 billion. These intermediate banks between 600 million and 2 billion will now have a new retail lending test. This will not be optional. This will be required. And this new retail lending test, according to the Fed's own information source, shows that about 7% of intermediate banks will fail that test because of the new procedures. They're complicated and difficult. Currently, fewer than 2% fail. And so under the current, these proposed procedures, we're going to see about 7%. That ratio is about the same for large banks and obviously an item of concern for banks. The big banks over what we call $2 billion, large banks, have now a very complicated set of tests. Actually, there will be four tests. Presently, we have three tests, large bank tests, which are the lending, investment, and service tests. Again, I helped develop those back in 1995. And they were very simple, 50, 25, 25%. Under the new rules, we'll have basically four different tests for the big banks. And these will be rated at different categories, very complex. And again, something we really don't need. And more importantly, something that wasn't even asked for. CRA modernization was simply to close the loophole on the internet banks, sucking deposits from all of the communities around the country and putting the benefits back in those communities. And it's important that the so-called 5% deposit reinvestment rule, it's kind of like a Robin Hood rule. It takes the deposits from the rich areas of South Florida, Coconut Grove, Coral Gables, and the benefits go back into our poor communities like Little Haiti, Little Havana, Overtown, Liberty City, who could complain about that other than the big branchless banks who are currently benefiting from those deposits and, of course, the three cities who are benefiting from those CRA benefits. In summary, I am really opposed to this NPR. I think community groups will oppose it because 
there is nothing in here that I think will benefit them. I think uh, bank examiners won't like it because they'll have to learn a new code. And I think overall, when banks look at this, especially any bank over 600 million, I think they will want to be uh, against this. Those would be my basic comments why I oppose this current NPR. Well, Ken, that's extremely helpful. And I would suggest to the audience that anyone who has questions uh, on the proposal uh, that they um, cannot determine on their own, that they give me a call and I'll pass on the question to, to Ken, as well as those who might be interested in submitting uh, comments. So Ken, uh, is there anything else you'd want to add before we close out? No, just that we should understand the purpose of CRA reform was to modernize, not overhaul the law. You know, if I have a noise in my car, I take it into the dealer. I want them to fix it. I don't want them to call and say, Ken, you need a new engine. What the Fed is doing here is totally overhauling the law when is all it has to do is maintain the status quo that's been working fine since 1995 and modernize CRA with the 5% deposit reinvestment rule. And maybe some of the good ideas from the OCC's final rules, such as the list of CRA eligible activities, nothing more than that. And I was just thinking of all the resources that banks are going to have to use uh, money and energy and time to comply with the new rules when, when such rules apparently are not uh, necessary. Especially, David, we're going to be going into a recession next year. And, you know, we have to be concerned as bankers about, you know, uh, loan losses, other issues that accompany a recession. And we don't want to have to learn a new IRS code, which is basically what we have to do here. The examiners don't want to do it, and certainly the community groups don't want to do it. So it couldn't come at a worse time when the economy is slowing down, and we have to be worried about, you know, making decent spreads and profits next year. Um, again, couldn't come at a worse time, but it's really not necessary at all. Well, thank you again, uh, Ken, for joining us today, and I look forward to uh, other programs we'll do with you. Same here, and thank you very much, David.